Well, on this morning two years ago, Russia launched its full-scale invasion, and Kyiv was expected by some to fall within days, but it's still defending itself against relentless attacks from Russia. However, invading forces are slowly taking more territory, and President Zelensky says more of his troops are dying because of slowing Western support. Our correspondent in Ukraine, James Waterhouse, has visited Vladimir Zelensky's home city. They run every minute, weaving through the city. The trams of Kriviri provide a rhythm to daily life. In this era of change and fragility, they're not the only thing that keeps going. This gritty urban setting is built around the domineering steel plant, where the chimney smoke never stops. There's also no respite for those supporting the war effort, like Tetiana. My village is on the front line. My house was destroyed by a direct hit. But I have found some solace here. It fills me up. I feel needed. They make supplies like these camouflage nettings, all desperately needed by the military. They are the foundations behind the fighting, which, two years in, is not going Ukraine's way. But these volunteers are doing what they can, as international support wanes. If it wasn't for these people, it would be much more difficult. We probably wouldn't be standing here today. They help us with everything, totally everything. I'm very grateful to them. President Zelensky's home city can't escape the tiredness his country feels. Some have had enough, but this war with Russia is mostly still seen as a fight for survival. Every city is scarred. Yuri watches on as his block is demolished. He survived when it was hit by a missile last year. No one needs this war. What is it for anyway? So many people are being killed. So would he trade territory for peace? Definitely not, because many people have died for these territories and there is no point in giving them up. It's not clear what lies ahead for Ukraine, only that its war journey will be long. Talk of victory has been replaced with not losing. It's a monotonous strain that Kliviri wants to escape. It's stressful, it's difficult, like for everyone in Ukraine. But we work, we're holding on. It's interesting, this war creates a tunnel vision for some people. They either think about what they've endured so far or their fears for what lies ahead. But the question of how long Ukraine can fight this war is repeatedly being asked on the world stage and will continue to be so because of Russia's increasing dominance and waning Western support. Volodymyr Zelensky said his country would fight as long as it had strength and opportunity. Few would doubt the former, but the latter is diminishing. The novelty of this war has gone, and Ukraine is trying to keep the world engaged. James Waterhouse, BBC News, Cleveland. 
Let's take you to the scene live in Kyiv, these shots of Medan Square and the Independence Monument there two years since Russia's invasion began. And we can go live now to James, who is also in Kyiv for us. James, just watching that report and that line that you ended your report with, talking about how the novelty of that war has faded. But of course, Ukraine is desperate for more aid and for attention to remain on this long-running conflict now. It's been two years. Absolutely. And I think the biggest, well, one of the biggest challenges, one of the endless challenges for President Zelensky is, is normalisation. Constants are his enemy in this sense, in that just because Russia, uh, nothing changes in that Russia tries to take as much Ukrainian territory as possible, I think that's fed scepticism in some pockets of the West. We've just seen the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, arrive. He's been to Kiev before. The Prime Ministers of Italy and Belgium uh, are arriving too. And I think this is what President Zelensky has done all along. He's tried to inject that novelty, uh, that urgency, by hosting uh, countless world leaders uh, in the presidential office, the Mariansky Palace here in Kiev, where they pledged their support, where sizable humanitarian military aid packages have been agreed in the past. You wonder what will be announced today. But things are different now. What is notably missing is a $60 billion military aid package from the US. It is, uh, it's been blocked behind political disagreements. Uh, and it is with the US, really, that Ukraine can be provided with the weapons and ammunition it needs because America can manufacture it at such a rate and scale. So here we are now where we are seeing European leaders try to see how they could possibly fill the gap behind uh, that would be left by America should it further withdraw support for Ukraine, should say, you know, if President Trump is elected, should he ask questions of, the, of, of NATO members? Should he uh, withdraw support with the alliance as well? Europe is really looking at how it can not just help Ukraine, but also combat Russia's aggression uh, against other Baltic states. That's the argument from countries like Lithuania, certainly, that Vladimir Putin, should he be successful in Ukraine, he won't stop there, he will keep going. But if you're a Ukrainian, if you're uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, there are more pressing issues at hand. This is still seen as a fight for survival. And very briefly, James, your time as Ukraine correspondent almost has coincided with the start of that war two years ago. I wondered if briefly I can just get your personal reflections two years on. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I arrived six weeks before the invasion and back then it was a geopolitical crisis. It was, you had the West and the America and the UK saying, Vladimir Putin is going to do it. And when I arrived here, it was like arriving into the, this calm eye of the storm. Ukrainians are used to Russian aggression. There'd been eight years of war to that point. And Volodymyr Zelensky, we now know, he didn't want to cause panic. And he, he claimed that Moscow was bluffing. We now all know what has, been, what has actually taken place in the months and years since. And I think what will always stay with me is the, is the speed at which darkness descended on Kyiv and, and Ukraine with that simple decision to launch a full-scale invasion. The decision by Vladimir Putin to wage this war has had such far-reaching consequences and will continue to do so for the, for, for the future in the extremely long term.